Okay. Okay. This is Bridges for Music. Welcome to the Bridges for Music podcast, a series of conversations with artists, music industry friends, and other relevant figures recorded at some of our events and the Bridges for Music Academy in South Africa. The podcast is managed by us, the students. For those that are new to this podcast, Bridges for Music is a non-profit organization mobilizing the music industry for social impact and diversity. With a special focus on empowering young talent from under-resourced communities through new education programs and the construction of creative schools. We want to take this opportunity to thank our friends at Pioneer DJ for making this podcast possible. Pioneer DJ has been a committed patron of Bridges for Music from day one. For more information on how to get involved or apply for our programs, visit bridgesformusic.org. In this episode, we have a special guest, Msaiki, a friend and board member of Bridges for Music and a huge supporter of the organization. Msaiki is a song catcher, seeker, curator, and founder of Alt Black Continua, a space that honors musicians and the creative ecosystem around it, showcasing the diversity and complexity of African music. Born and bred in East London in South Africa, Msaiki has spent her life being involved in music. In this episode, Msaiki speaks about joining Bridges for Music as a board member, her musical journey, and her inspiration regarding music creation. Let's enjoy the conversation with Msaiki. Hey everyone, my name is Tepi Sol and we're chilling here with Msaiki and this is one of our Bridges for Music inserts with our guests. Aww. Hello Msaiki. Hello. How are you? I'm great. How are you? I'm good, thank you. So before we do anything, um, we'll ask you the conventional question. Tell us more about you, Bangubani. We want the most authentic answer you can give us about you. Probably. So yeah, I'm Dingu Asanda. Lusasenimpana, those are my names. That's what someone knows me as. And I go by the name Saki on stage. And it was actually an attempt to give myself a bit of distance, but... In, in fact, what I've done is that I've brought people a bit closer because that's my nickname growing up. I'm giving my whole address. But um, yeah, that's what people grew up calling me. And it's a name that I got at home. And then my friends, I went to boarding school. My friends came and heard the name at home and then it followed me to school and then varsity. And now it's followed me to stage two. Yeah. If you had another name to use as your stage name, stage what name. would it be besides Msaiki? If I tell you I'm going to be giving away my secret alias, because <laughs> I have an, an AKA out there on the SoundClouds <laughs> <laughs> that no one knows, I think I need to make up another one. Okay, I'm going to tell you guys just because you're Bridges and you're my family. Don't tell anyone. It's Equinox Child. Because Don't go looking for the music. It's really bad. Okay. We won't go Don't do it. I'm going to delete it now, actually. <laughs> I'm listening. Tell me, in a generation where we are raised by parents that are raised to or conditioned to write a perfect CV, and in a generation raised to write a perfect um, business plan, why did you choose this particular 
path? Um, were there problems? Were they supportive? And how has it been? What a question. Uh, <laughs> Yo, yeah, so I um, fell in love with the whole music value chain. I didn't even know that I was going to be a musician, but I've always known that I was creative and it comes in the family. My parents are, are I would say, creatively gifted. My grandfather was a composer. My dad also had the same gift, but just wasn't in a space where he could follow it. You know, he had to be a clerk and then he went to study law and then he became a lawyer. And obviously now I try to follow a conventional career just because I had no musicians or even artists around me that were not a burden to the family, that were not, you know, uh, dependent on society. And I and I kind of ran away from my gift for a long time, you know, and nobody told me that it was a worthless thing or it was, I just was afraid of it and I didn't trust it. So when I became a musician, or when I realized that I couldn't run away from my gift the first time that that occurred to me was adversity. And my parents did struggle because, you know, I was doing well and I was going to be doing something they could support. And essentially, what do the parents want? The You know, people just want us to be independent and they want to know that when they're gone, we're okay. And so I had to sort of convince them. I, to, I showed them what I wanted to do. I had to go home. Tababoni is okay. I'm into art. I was studying graphic design. I showed them that I was going to be able to support myself. And once that started happening... You've, I found the turnaround and the support started coming from them, but initially they were quite devastated, you know, that the, I was leaving a path that they knew and that was sure that I would be secure in the future. But I think my passion and and, and also teaching myself about the business and, and taking it step by step, it, it yeah, about police, and now they're my biggest supporters. Yeah, my dad is always sending me articles and telling me, ah, oh, the song is number one, screenshot, voice notes. It's unbelievable to have their support and I've always needed it. That is amazing in a genera in a I guess in a society where parents don't believe you are blessed in that sense because I know many artists that are or rather emerging artists or people giving up because of the lack of support thinking. So kudos to your parents for being that support structure for you and making you discover what I do wanna know, when did you realize or when did you discover that it was actually a calling or this gift that you speak of? You know, I would even, I even have like a pre-alignment life, you know, where I feel like everything I was doing was just swimming upstream, you know, when you're going against what your gift is. And every day felt like work, you know, and every day felt like, I mean, every day should feel like work, but it just didn't feel... I didn't feel like I was doing what I came here to do. And I feel like our gifts are a clue about how we're supposed to share love in this world. You know, what is, how are you supposed to connect with people? How are you supposed to give away something that's been given to you? And so when you live against that, it is like, you know, you're in a little bit of a hell. And I feel like the day that I made the decision to flow with the stream and not go upstream, it doesn't mean that there are not going to be rocks in the stream and the little obstacles, but you're doing it with so much more joy. You're doing it with purpose. You're doing it with a sense of connection and and a, and a belief that you that you are connected to the bigger ocean excuse the corny pun but it's it makes so much sense in my head you think of those fishes that are really struggling and every day and and the thing is my pro problems are there but my problems slap differently because they are so connected to growth and who i am and how i naturally want to navigate this world so yeah. it makes it makes absolutely sense um i want to find out Growing in Eastern Cape, or rather in the Eastern Cape, and 
trying to pursue the music career. How was it for you? It was a lot of work. I needed to have a lot of energy and I'm still doing a lot of stuff in the Eastern Cape, but man, it was difficult because to see something, you needed to create it. If you wanted to show, you needed to have the energy to produce it. And there were too many, there are too few shows, there are too few spaces and the income streams are few and far between. And, you know, I found myself having to answer and go to the places where the work was coming. And we can't avoid the fact that the media center is in these spaces, Johannesburg, Cape Town. But I do believe in curating stuff. I do believe in making developmental spaces in the Eastern Cape so that there's a, you know, there's a flow of musicians that are loved and there's a flow of musicians that are being cared for that can still feed into the industry. So that's essentially why we started Out Black to support musicians and independent artists especially from the eastern cape and we give them a proper landing spot through residencies in, in johannesburg and we move them around and create some and help with shows because you know you're an independent artist but it doesn't mean that you need to work alone and we all need community so that's what we we're trying to do and the eastern cape is literally like the breeding ground for all of this talent in the country and it's sad that we can't actualize there but it, we also have to be real about how the industry is set up um, but that doesn't mean that we give up on on, on home you know. I love when you say we are independent artists, but we don't have to work alone. Hmm. Um, have you ever, what, what artists have you collaborated with in the Eastern Cape side that not necessarily, or, or maybe still collaborating with that not necessarily or establishes yet, but you, or mentoring or any of that sort of um, guidance? Yeah, we're guiding each other. We're a community. So, yeah, I work with a lot of artists. There's a duo based in, in PE called Umle. Um, there's Odwa, who is who's doing really well. We're plugging him into some shows, but we've been working together for years. I'm really looking to also try and make space for some artists from Port St. John's. There's a, there's a, a, a guitarist called Desandla Semfen. Incredible. He was groomed by Undombetongo. And he's got his own band and he's incredible, but he, you know, it's just the landing spot and the opportunities. And you know, people like that, once they're seen, they go into a gig circuit immediately because they get booked because of the, the, the excellence, you know. So the same thing is happening to Umle, Vinnie Mac as well. He's a blues musician from East London. We've been writing together for about 10 years. And there's an ecosystem that's st starting to slowly build and we're just trying to support each other. That's amazing. Speaking of support, I want to get into mental health a bit. Um, what, what is your, um, firstly, I want to know what's your coping mechanism when it comes to dealing with the social media or being viewed as a celebrity? It doesn't necessarily mean that you view one as yourself or you view yourself as one rather, but how do you cope? What is your coping mechanism? Um, I, I try to keep short accounts with my emotional space. So there are times where you sort of are just going, stumbling into every day and you're, you know, you're busy, but it's something that I don't think is sustainable. And one thing that's really helped me is um, to understand what I'm thinking and feeling. And even if all I can do is document, journaling is a lifeline for me. I love journaling. I love, um, you know, waking up before the day starts, doing some physical exercise. I play tennis in the morning and if I'm not doing that, then... You know, just to understand what it is that I'm processing. So that even if I don't have answers for it, but I do a lot of stream of consciousness writing in the morning. And I find that if I do that before meditating, I have less thoughts floating in my mind where I acknowledge what I'm feeling. I put it on the page. 
um, even if it's open-ended, even if I don't have solutions, but it's there and I know that this is what I'm thinking, this is what I'm feeling. Um, and I find the day gets put into perspective when I've got my own sort of compass about DP in my own emotional space. Um, I think just trying my best to have a connection to my own inner world and enriching it. And that means um, for me, I energize alone. I spend a lot of time. I, I, I take a, a lot of energy in when I'm by myself and I spend my energy on people. So I, I, I present as an extrovert, but I actually really like being alone and I really enjoy the things that make me feel my, my battery feel full. And then, yeah, if I'm empty, then I know that it's time for me to retreat. And if I miss those cues, you you know, that's where you start seeing the problems, you know, because now you don't know how to, to, to be in a group of people because you haven't spent enough time for my personality type. So I, I've, I've learned the signs now and I try and react before I get to a point where I'm spent. And I make sure that I replenish, I go to nature, I go home, I go to the Eastern Cape, I go to the sea, I see my family, I connect with things that are real, you know. Then I've got energy for the world and I've got energy to spend even on my shows. If you want to listen to these conversations live and have access to this incredible community, you can join us at our physical campus, the Bridges Academy in Langa, South Africa. A revolutionary learning space where you will find courses on music, entrepreneurship, film, DJing, and much more. For more information on how to apply, visit bridgesacademy.org. I love that you've touched about the sea and just doing things that rejuvenate mm -hmm. you as an individual. But for someone who is, for young artists who, like myself, for example, who is coming into the space what advice would you give outside what, you, like your personal, mm -hmm. what you do on a daily basis? What would be that generic approach you'd um, advise someone like myself um, coming into the industry? I would definitely say, you know, in your close circle of people, keep, you know, a band that love you, then that can help you check your blind spots. Very, very dangerous to be in a, in a space of people that are just, you know, don't, don't care if you're tired. They need you to keep going because if you don't keep going, they don't get their percentage. You need to have people that care. Even if you, you have someone that's family that's just going to, you know, keep checking into your professional circle, you know, and your professional way of being, you need to leave gaps for those people that will always be able to check you, you know, but hey, you need to rest right now. Oh, hey, that show is not that show was great but you didn't rehearse and we can tell you need you need you know those people that will care enough to t tell you the truth and help you grow you know and i would also say like know your own like ebb and flow creatively and understand what you need to do to replenish and you also kind of need to yeah like the same way that i'm saying that i've got these indicators when i know that i've had i've overspent my energy it's just to get to know yourself and to know how you you operate and as, and, and I think that will give you the tools because the how-to will arise from that knowledge yeah and I think just trying to keep a lot of short accounts um, and not stretching yourself too much so if you know that you you don't like being in the city make sure that you organize these little short lifts um, and plan them in, you know, have a team that cares. But, you know, Wednesdays, she wants to be left alone. Or every two months, she needs to leave Joburg or she needs to leave Cape Town, she needs to go home. You have to have those people that will guard those things for you and, you know, help you guard them for yourself. Yeah. 
I'd love to know. We listen to your music constantly, and it's music that heals. It's not just music. Um, I want to know what happens before you write the music. What is your creative process or the process that you follow before it gets to us? And that is a mystery because I guess this is the thing when I realized that this is partly how I'm supposed to share, you know, any kind of love that I have or any kind of... Sometimes all I'm doing is just providing an atmosphere for people to go to the places that hurt. And, you know, people aren't always, like, connecting with my exact story. Even if I tell you that, ah, this is what happened and I went to this place and this boy broke my heart and you don't have to have you know, broken your toe at the superstore, that the super, the supermarket that I went to, sometimes just providing an atmosphere where I'm dealing with my pain or dealing with the grief. Um, I'm collaborating with people's bravery to be willing to deal with their own pain, you know? And so I find that I can give away a song that's already ministered to me first or that's already done something for my own heart. Um... Sometimes I sit with the songs, you know, before they, they, before I release them, because I needed to understand what it is that the song is trying to teach me. But it's the same kind of pathway where I feel like I'm connected to this greater ocean and I'm just playing my part. And I don't think it's about me healing. I think it's about us wanting to heal. And I think that people are, are just... How can I explain this? So I before before I, I share the music, I, in fact, I don't even call myself a songwriter. I call myself a song catcher. And what is required of me is to pause for a moment. There's songs that I feel like are circling us. There could be a song to catch right now. So if I, I feel connected to my inner world, it makes me feel like I'm connected to the universal song. So it's, it feels like walking into a library and borrowing a song from the universe and saying, okay, here it is. And that's my gift for the day, you know, and I get to share that song. Sometimes I get to release it with my own perspective, work a little bit, you know, shape the verse or whatever. But to be able to re to receive that song, it's just a moment of silence. And that's also to recognize that there's already a song over all of us. So I get to play that small role where I get to bring that song from the unknown into the known. Mm. I don't know if that makes sense, but it's it's not a... It, it isn't about me. I'm a pivot. I'm a pivot and I'm a conduit and I'm a... You know, I'm moving the message around, but um, and obviously I'm doing it with my own filters and my own shortcomings, and and that's why I'm saying that sometimes a song is here to teach me first before I know what it is that I'm I'm sharing with the world. Yeah. I know you've written a number of songs, or been you've caught a number of songs. I've caught caught some. <laughs> <laughs> caught yeah. a number of songs, but what is that song that when you listen, it feels like you're not even listening to yourself? Um, there's a song that I, I feel like I didn't write. I think it, I felt like it was a gift from my grandfather. It's called Infama Ziabon. I it still, I'm still unfolding the poetry. And E.T. Aposia Kona, Infama Ziabon, Nambezela Nawe, Sizotibana Kona. Dagubonu Pila, Pagatempazweni. I hear what they say. It was just like a song that just arrived, fell on my lap, four-part harmony, three o'clock in the morning, no work. I just heard it and, you know didn't change it. And I and I sometimes feel like those things happen. Sometimes artists even catch the same song, like, and then they fight each other, they think that they want to stolen <laughs> something. But um, I don't, I don't feel like I wrote that. And I, 
I, I think what I'm finding out as I write more songs, that there's one thread, you know, I think I'm an encourager deep down. I'm definitely an empath and it comes out in ways, you know, in the way that I live, but also the music I like to encourage. I think one of the things I want to be good at is, is, is encouraging. And I think that's my thread. Um, even when I'm making songs in 20 years time, I hope that um, the underlying register of it will always be encouragement. Even if we're going to the places that hurt, we come back up for it together and we we move with the same song. So hopefully I'll sing the same song for the rest of my life. Amazing. All right. I wanted to know what do you think um, of our school, Kajun um music mindfulness and entrepreneurship? Yeah, I connect with this place with my entire being. Um, I'm, I've started my own label because I fell in love with the behind the scenes and I wanted to understand how to save or how to keep the soul of the song from inception you know when I'm in my room and in that journal to how you know and how do I give it to the people as purely as possible so that value chain is is based on that trying to protect that song um, and that means you know if it goes into a building where it's not valued if it goes into a building where I must change my casing and, and look different and speak you know those things start to compromise the soul of the song so in terms of music business that's what drove me to want to learn about what is going on so that I could find an integral path to to share as, an, as a creative. Um, the mindfulness, I mean, I love the space that you guys have created here. I love the fact that people are looked at and fed holistically. Um, I love the fact that the space inspires creativity and it's looking at the individual and encouraging everybody's personality and skills to come out. So I connect with every fiber of this place's being and I hope that you know, there, there can be a contribution that, you know, we can really cross-pollinate and, and grow together. But I'm just so happy to be part of the Bridges family. What made you decide, what made you to decide rather, um, into getting... Rather, what I'm trying to say is, what made you decide to become an independent artist? <laughs> um, yeah, it's... Yeah, it goes back to the same point. I really, I really think that the audience is intelligent and people can sense the posture of heart, how something was created. They can also sense how it's treated once it's created and the state at which it gets to them, you know. And it's respecting that, that intelligence and wanting to, to protect that. So the independence was also to have... Um, the power of creative autonomy, you know, I knew that what I wanted to say, I knew what I stood for, but I also wanted the freedom of creative association. I want to work with the same directors and the same photographers and the same graphic designers that were giving me posters for free when I couldn't afford, you know, the, the bartering. It's to uplift the same community. I wanted to be able to build my community. And I used myself as a case study because I knew that whatever I learned about my independent journey, I was going to, you know, capacitate a team to support to my friends you know it was happening organically and and all I did was formalize it you know throughout Black. it's just trying to make sure that we support the people around us in a way that values their craft yeah and what has been Msyke's biggest challenge yeah my biggest challenge I think has been making sure that I have time to make sense to my community you know sometimes you get caught up in the business and you get caught up in 
answering where you are called because they have a budget or they're calling you because they you know something is popping and the song is trending or and making sure that I have time to pause and that I've got time for my family and I've got time for my kids and I have time to you know worry about the things that are stressing my community um and luckily I've instilled that in my team so as I grow there'll be people that know that we want to make time for those things we're not just going to be chasing the checks um and it and success doesn't look like being busy success looks like having a healthy ebb and flow having a way to rest having a way to you know share and not only stop when you're burnt out and i think that is going to be a challenge to sort of navigate because you know you're supposed to go when things are going well and just go without stopping and i i don't know if that's how i want to build so it's always having to to figure that out yeah any last words um i guess maybe just to the space you know i i would just I'd just like to show my gratitude as a person who's already in the industry that a space like this exists for young people and it's such quality input. I'm so encouraged. I can't wait to see the people that come out of here. I can't wait to play a hand in supporting them in whatever way. I believe that the industry is really, you know, co-signing is about relationship. I think networking, all of those things, it's all about relationship and that's how you make a difference you know you 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 build relationship and i hear that relationship and i can see that relationship is important here so thank you so much for honoring bridges for music with this interview and i am hoping that civile and uh, i'm hoping that it's not the first interview you're going to do with us as we evolve are you going to come back and share because having a gift like you say you are a catcher so whatever you catch um i'm hoping that you'll come back and share with us in this manner that is that we have such um footage so that nabalandi line now again you mean when you start doing your own documentaries giving back can you looking back at your own life was born nebana what contributions you've done but i just want to say thank you for this opportunity thank you it's a pleasure <laughs> last one i'm saying is a message to anyone that would like to join bridges academy um okay cool okay i can do that so anyone that would like to join the bridges uh, music academy i would 100% encourage you this is a space that cares about you as a person and you know the byproduct of who you are as an artist is obviously there's input but i don't think it's the only thing that's cared about here i would say you know come here to give as well and 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 see what you can exchange with the space and i hope that whatever it is that's in your heart and whatever dream you want uncovered here um i pray that it's protected and i pray that it is um Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed this podcast as much as we do making them. Remember, if you'd like to attend any of these workshops live, enroll in any of our upcoming programs. To support the work we do, you can find more information on bridgesformusic.org. Please don't forget to subscribe as we'll be bringing new inspiring conversations soon. Until next time, keep safe.